Hello, this is Steve Bailey, and here we are at episode 30 of Hard Boiled Eggs and Nuts, a Laurel and Hardy podcast. Now, for this episode, which I am calling A Night Out with Laurel and Hardy, I thought I would cover two of their silent shorts that uh, both involve outings, and um, they're similar in some ways. Uh, For one reason, they both have a setting of a restaurant named The Pink Pup, which was actually a facade on the back lot uh, of Hal Roach Studios, but uh, it ends up being a nightclub where each film eventually takes place. Secondly, they are both quite the situation comedies. And in fact, that's about what they play out like, uh, situation comedies from the 50s or 60s. Although one of them does it better than the other. And I'll explain that in a little bit. But uh, the first one I would like to cover is from 1928, their Purple Moment. And first, I would like to invoke the name of the British comedy team, Monty Python. Why am I doing that? Because Monty Python, uh, the members of that group, had previously worked on other comedy shows. And they discovered that they could write really funny sketches all the way through, but then they would have to come up with some punchline at the end that would uh, top all the rest. And they found out nine times out of ten they couldn't do it. So that is why they resorted to what eventually became their famous comedy style of non-endings. Well, I mention that because, number one, I'm a fan of theirs, as well as of Laurel and Hardy. And two, because this film is a perfect example of it being fairly funny all the way through and then having a terrible time trying to end itself. Uh, This movie is also almost a catalog of comedy cliches. And let me name some of those. There are the uh, Suspicious Wives who makes sure to grab every dollar of the man's paycheck as soon as he comes home. There are the equally uh, conniving husbands who try to hide some of that paycheck and think they're being brilliant when they're actually being caught. Uh, We have very hostile women in the movie. In this case, two who wield, respectively, a pistol and a sharp knife. And lastly, we have the old biddy known as the town gossip who has nothing better to do than to run around town and nose into everybody's lives. So, with all that going against it, it still manages to be a fairly funny comedy until the end, as I say, and I will get into that, into detail about that further. So, let me talk about the movie. It begins with a title, Dedicated to Husbands Who Hold Out Part of the Pay Envelope on Their Wives and Live to Tell About It. Well, needless to say, in this case, the Husbands who hold out or try to hold out their paycheck are Stan and Ollie. Um, Ollie isn't referred to by name in the movie, and Stan is referred to as Mr. Pincher. And that is probably because his wife is Mrs. Pincher, figuratively and literally. As soon as he walks in the door, uh, she has to take every dollar of his paycheck. Or so she thinks. So after Mr. Pincher, who we will refer to from here on in as Stan, has come home and had his paycheck denuded from him. 
then Ollie and his wife uh, come to the doorstep, knock on the door, and they come in. And the wives go off on their own, and Stan sees that Ollie is very upset and asks him what, it, what the problem is. He says, my wife, she found my money. She's a bloodhound. And Stan says, well, my, my wife will never find mine. I'm a weasel. What he has done is, and it's a very clever sight gag, there's a painting of an old man on the wall of Stan's house. And um, it looks like a regular painting, but right where the fold of the pocket should be, it opens up to a secret hideaway place, and that is where Stan has been stashing the extra dollars that he could accumulate. Uh, <clears throat> so Ollie asks him if he has any money. Uh, Stan shows him the secret hiding place. And Ollie declares, well, we'll be men about town on your money. So the problem is they did not know that at one point Mrs. Pincher saw Stan hiding the money away. And she went to it, went to the secret hiding place and replaced the dollar bills with uh, cigar coupons. So they walk off with this wallet thinking they're full, it's full of money. And they meekly tell the wives, we like to go out to the bowling alley. And when the wives quickly acquiesce, they, you can see on their faces, they think, we better get out of here while we can. So they do, and as they exit, they run into the town gossip, who is all set to, primed to find them in misdoing, mis wrongdoings. And she says, well, nice day for mischief, as she marches up to the house to talk to the women. So the boys go off to the nightclub, the pink pub, and the first thing we see coming out of the pink pub is two men rushing out. And there are two women following behind them, but they don't catch them. Then they are followed by the waiter, played by uh, Laurel and Hardy veteran Tiny Sanford, who comes out and says, which of you two dames is going to pay the bill? That's what I want to know. And it turns out these two guys had uh, taken the girls out on the town and then ditched them so that they would not have to pay the dinner bill. So... Uh, Stan and Ollie observe this, and then the women observe Stan and Ollie, and they quickly come to terms. They realize that each has something to offer the other. And so they flirtatiously carry on for a minute. And just as they're about to go into the, the pink pub, someone else enters, a taxi driver who has been uh, waiting, for, waiting to pick up the women and their uh, dates. And so he's already accumulated uh, a, a toll and would like to collect his money. And Ollie says, tut, tut, my man, let's let us have dinner first and then we'll pay afterwards. So they all go into the, the pink pub. And of course, the town gossip happens to see Stan and Ollie going in. And she says, I knew it, women. And uh, rushes back to tell the wives the bad news. So in the meantime, uh, Stan and Ollie are talking to the women. One of them declares, if I ever find the guy who ran out on me, I'll kill him. And she proceeds to show us her knife. And the other woman meekly, er, quietly displays her little pistol. So we have a couple of rousing dates. Just the kind of person I would like to be out with. And they go ahead and start their tremendous dinner. And then at one point, the, a little act of midgets comes out. They come out as uh, dressed as toy soldiers and do a little dance on the stage. And everybody applauds. And Stan decides to be big to coin a phrase he says i'm going to tip these guys because they were so good and so he calls the troop over shakes their hands and goes to oh and, and 
this woman comes up the cigarette girl and Stan generously offers uh, cigarettes to all the actors in the act. And <clears throat> so they go off, thankfully, you know, graciously. And the woman is waiting for her money. Stan looks at the wallet and realizes what the story is. And probably the funniest part of the movie is his reaction then and throughout the movie of trying to deal with the fact that he thought he had uh, quite a, a fund in his wallet. All he has is a bunch of coupons. Uh, makes comedy out of just his simple reactions. The cigarette woman is still waiting, and he says, uh, put it on the bill. So he manages to stall for time. Meanwhile, he tries to get Ollie's attention, but Ollie is too busy wolfing down the stakes. And then the taxi man, the taxi cab man is so irate that he has pulled his toll box out of the taxi cab and brought it to the table and points to it for Stan to show that he is, they have already uh, accumulated a bill of $12. And Stan starts to cry for good reason. Ollie is still oblivious of everything. everything. He says, hey, take it easy, man. Sit down and have a juicy steak with us. And so Stan goes into hysterics. And they accumulate more and more dinner. And finally, Stan manages to get Ollie's attention, uh, quietly passes the wallet to him under the table, and pretty soon Ollie has the same reaction Stan has. Not crying, but he realizes that he's in bad shape. So at this point, uh, Ollie motions to him, let's try to get out of here. And at two different passes, the lights go down and an act comes on, and they figure, well, they'll sneak out uh, out of the... Pink pub, uh, pink pup, while this act is going on. Unfortunately, Stan is not good at sneaking, and twice he manages to trip up a waiter who is holding a plate full of cake. So they get back to the tables and act like nothing's happened, and uh, there are all these things going on. They, you know, they, they realize what dire straits they're in, and then Ollie says, you know, he says to Stan via subtitle, "What could be worse?" And Stan sees the wives, the wives come in, and Stan points to them and says, that. So now they realize they have to duck the women, the waiter who is trying to collect the bill, and their wives. And so finally, the waiter marches up and uh, demands his payment, and Stan tosses, the, or the wallet goes back and forth between Stan and Ollie like, a, like an errant football, because neither one wants to deal with it. Finally, the waiter reaches out and grabs the wallet, looks in it, realizes what has happened, and an all-out frenzy ensues. Stan and Ollie eventually uh, get in a, a chase that eventually uh, consumes both the waiter and their wives and the two women. And it goes back and forth like that for a while. And despite the cliches, uh, the cliched characters, the comedy has been pretty funny up to this point. It's the ending that really bothers me. And uh, Randy Scredved made the same point in his Laurel and Hardy book, so I I know that I'm not alone. But in any case, what happens is Stan and Ollie uh, end up barricading themselves in the Pink Pup's kitchen, trying to hold the door against these people who are trying to get in and beat the snot out of them. And so Ollie says, I have an idea. So they both back away from the door. Uh, the wives come in and start haranguing them. And Stan says, uh, tell them your idea. And so Ollie uh, forcefully declares, we were going to the bowling alley when he, Stan, dragged me into this den of vice. And Stan is so peeved at getting accused of uh, 
you know, being the one who instigated all this, he grabs a pie and tries to smash it in Ollie's face, instead smashes it into the face of the chef. And so a pie and food throwing melee uh, ends up happening. The waiter gets involved as well. And the final gag is the waiter gets some food in the face. Ollie points at him and laughs. And then the waiter retaliates, shoves a pie in Ollie's face. And that's the end of the movie. Talk about a non-ending. Um, it doesn't resolve anything. And if all I had to do to get out of sure, sure death was take a pie in the face, I'd gladly accept it. So it's funny that it builds up to this whole big thing and then none of it gets resolved. We never find out if the boys have any consequences for the unpaid bill or either their wives or the date's going to kill them. All this is left up in the air at the end title. So if you can enjoy it up to the last five minutes, it's worth watching. The other movie I would like to cover is That's My Wife. And that is from 1929. Uh, it also begins with a title. It says, there has been a serious misunderstanding in the Hardy family. And the misunderstanding is Stan. The first thing we see is Ollie's wife coming down the stairs with her bags packed. And Ollie wants to know what's happening. She says, uh, she's tired of Stan. She says, he came in to stay for five minutes. He's been there for two years. Cut to a shot of a nonchalant Stan, a non-comprehending Stan, smoking a cigar and relaxing on the couch. And she, the wife finally declares, either he goes or I go. And Ollie just can't bring himself to kick Stan out, so the wife goes. And Ollie uh, drops a plot point at this point. As she's heading out the door, he says, but Uncle Bernal will, won't give us his fortune if, we, if you leave. And she says, what do I care for money? She knocks over a plant and goes out the door. Then opens the door and knocks off another plant before she finally leaves. And Ollie goes up to Stan, and Stan finally reaches the conclusion, maybe I should have gone. And so from there, Stan and Ollie end up having a fight, and Stan finally, too late, realizes that he should leave. So he stomps upstairs to pack his bag. So again, it's been established that uh, this Uncle Bernal uh, has a fortune waiting for Mr. and Mrs. Hardy, as long as they're happily married. And guess who shows up at the door but Uncle Bernal. So Ollie lets him in and uh, tries to placate him, sets him on the couch and says, uh, let me go talk to the wife. I'll let you know she's here because he wants to meet the wife. He says, I'll set you both up in a fine new home if you're happily married. So you can pretty well guess what happens from there. Ollie runs upstairs and uh, coerces Stan into playing Mrs. Hardy, which she is not at all equipped to do and doesn't want to do, but... Uh, it's his payment for having spent two years with free rent. So Ollie dresses Stan up in Mrs. Hardy's clothes. And in the last detail he notices is that Stan has a certain lack of bosom. So he rummages through the closet and finds a barbell and puts that inside Stan's dress to make it look as though he's a little bit better built. So uh, Ollie goes back downstairs and... He figures he better warn Uncle Bernal about, in his own way about Stan. He says, wait until you meet my wife. She's not much of a looker, but boy, is she a clown. Which, of course, is exactly the way every wife loves their husband to describe them. Sure enough, Stan trips on his uh, stockings and uh, falls butt first down the stairs. And Ollie says, see what I tell you, she's clowning again. So they uh, meet up and... 
Uncle Bernal is a little bit uh, put off by Stan's, or Mrs. Hardy's appearance, I should say, but is willing to accept it. And he's, Uncle Bernal says, why don't we go out for a little dinner and dancing at the Pink Pup? I won't take no for an answer. So sure enough, off they go to the Pink Pup. And a number of complications ensue. The three of them sit down at a table and try to have a, a, a decent conversation. But unfortunately, there is across the way at another table, there is a drunken man who sees Stan and Drag and is immediately smitten with him. And he decides to get Stan's attention, I should say Mrs. Hardy's attention, by throwing little nuts at him, you know, peanuts, which again is just the perfect way that you want to come on to a woman. Finally, the the drunk won't drunk won't take no for an answer either, and he plops himself down at the table and starts to make time with Mrs. Hardy. And of course, Uncle Bernal is uh, very put off by this, and he says, "Why?" says to Ollie, "Why don't you do something forceful?" So at that point, Ollie takes a bowl of soup and delicately uh, drops it on the drunk's head. So the drunk is dripping soup, and nonchalantly, he calls the waiter over and says, my check, please, and a bowl of soup to go. And you think that this is going to turn into a tit-for-tat routine, but surprisingly, the drunk just takes his bowl of soup and walks off. So you, you Stan and Ollie think that's the end of their problems. Unfortunately, there is something else in the works. There is a thief, played by uh, another LNH veteran, Harry Bernard, who has uh, managed to steal a priceless necklace from a, a female customer and just slip it off her neck and uh, take it away. And eventually the woman realizes she's missing this necklace and calls for the uh, head of the restaurant. And he says, I'll have the entire place searched. Well, when the thief hears this, uh, he sneaks off and uh, quietly drops the necklace behind in, in down Stan's dress. So suddenly Stan feels this very strange thing on his backside and uh, tries to tell Ollie what's going on. So uh, it turns out there's a dance that has just started. They, you know, they've asked everybody to step up and dance. So Ollie uses that to uh, try to help Stan find whatever is bothering him inside his dress. Uh, unfortunately, when they do this on the dance floor, it looks as though they are either vigorously wrestling or doing their worst to try to hold off their lust for each other. And Uncle Bernal observes this with ever-mounting disgust. So this goes on and on, and it's it's actually pretty funny because they, you know Stan can't figure out what's in the dress, and Ollie is going to great lengths to try to get him out of it, the, the necklace, that is. And the funniest gag that results from that is... Uh, by the way, this is kind of a bit that they revived in the uh, the short Liberty, in which they are caught with, caught in each other's pants, uh, and of course they're the wrong size pants. So they keep trying to find private places to exchange the pants, and then they keep being caught on people caught by people who uh, come to the wrong conclusions. Same thing happens here. Uh, the best gag is probably when uh, Stan and Ollie hide out in a phone booth, and a man catches them. And Ollie steps out and meekly says, believe it or not, we were trying to call Philadelphia, as if that explains everything. So the final straw is when uh, an MC at the restaurant comes up and says, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the, uh, <clears throat> the passion of romance, it's this act 
this uh, you know sultry romantic act that's supposed to be coming on. The curtain opens, and there's Ollie with his hand down Stan's dress that for all the public to see. And so Uncle Bernal finally gives up. He throws his napkin down and goes to Ollie and says, Enough! I'm going to donate my money to a dog and cat hospital. And stomps off. They try to catch him, but uh, he won't have anything of it. And Uncle Bernal walks off into the sunset with Ollie Lesser. And so Ollie declares via subtitle to Stan, I've lost my wife and my fortune. What next? And out of nowhere, a hand appears from off camera and dumps a bowl of soup on Ollie. And, of course, the hand is attached to the drunk, who, for no good reason, salutes him and says, Lafayette, we have come, and stomps off. And the final shot is of Stan pointing at Ollie and meekly laughing, and Ollie laughing back at himself, which is uh, kind of a nice statement. I mean, it may not be much of an ending, but as they as what happened in Your Darn Tooting when the two of them end up together, uh, they realize that all they really have is each other, and... Thankfully for their friendship, that's enough. So, as I say, the, I would say the more satisfying of these two movies is That's My Wife over uh, their purple moment. However, if you want to check them out for yourself and decide for yourself, um, I'm not quite completely sure, but I'm, I think you might be able to find them both somewhere online for viewing. So, that's it for this episode. Let me uh, conclude with my usual blatant plugs. I have a Facebook page devoted to this podcast, and it has the same name as the podcast, uh, Hard Boiled Eggs and Nuts, a Laurel and Hardy podcast, so look it up under that. And on the cover page, the cover photo of that Facebook page, you will see the URL for the website for the podcast, as well as URLs for the many venues where you can find this podcast, including uh, Google Play Music, iTunes, and Anchor the parent website that sponsors this podcast. Also, I have a website that I've devoted to Laurel and Hardy for the last 18 years. It has my reviews of their team movies, reviews of some of their biographies, interviews with their biographers, and tons and tons of other Laurel and Hardy-related minutiae that you can check out. The website can be found at leaveemlaughing.moviefever.com. That's leave, E-M, laughing, dot moviefever.com. And lastly, if you would like to let me know what you think of this podcast, positive or negative, I welcome all feedback. Please feel free to email me at, at hardboiledeggsandnuts at outlook.com. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, I hope you will listen to the previous 29 episodes. If you are listening on iTunes, please leave a star review or star rating or a, and or a review. It really helps. And I uh, thank you for listening. Please pass the word about this podcast. Please subscribe if you are so inclined. And until next time, this is Steve Bailey saying goodbye. <laughs>